I um, looked at Psalm 144. This was in our reading this morning. I, I was uh, just uh, uh, thought this would be a good way to begin the class. There are all kinds of conflicts in David's life, and you can you can see who he's turning to and what he is is about. Good example, Psalm 144. Uh, my heading says a prayer for rescue and prosperity, the Psalm of David. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. O Lord, what is man that you you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a mere breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the moon mountains that they may smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and confuse them. Stretch forth your hand from on high. Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters, out of the hand of aliens whose mouths speak deceit and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will, sing, I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you, who gives salvation to kings, who rescues David, his servant, from the evil sword. Rescue me, deliver me out of the hand of aliens, whose mouth speaks deceit, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. Let our sons in their youth be as grown-up plants and our daughters as corner pillars fashioned as for a palace. Let our garners be full, furnishing every kind of produce and our flocks bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields. Let our cattle bear without mishap and without loss. Let there be no outcry in our streets. How blessed are the people who are so situated and then he ends, how blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Conflict on every hand, but his, his trust obviously is in, is in God. And uh, uh, that's who he relies on. I love that. La- uh, there are several statements in the psalm, but how blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. And uh, that, that really, again, is the emphasis of peacemaking. Uh, biblically, it, it, it ends up with us be, uh, uh, absolutely trusting uh, in the Lord. Now, Brad reminded me that uh, he had asked, or we had asked, that uh, you do some markings in your book and suggested that uh, you, we begin the class with uh, uh, what I call woohoos or whatever you want to call them. But, uh, 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 so I, I thought it, it might be good. We're in the second part of the chapter, and if you would try to keep it between pages 31 and 41, 
to just look to see if you have marked any in there, any uh, passages that you that, that just really stood out to you and that uh, were helpful to you as you considered conflict in, in your life. Uh, you want me to begin? Oh, I'll let, I'll let uh, Mitch begin. 133, uh, second paragraph. Every time you encounter a conflict, you will inevitably show what you really think of God. I'll tell you, that's, that is the one that really stood out to me. I, I, had, to re, I, I had to really think about that. Uh, and and uh, it, that goes on. If you want to show how you love Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, Matthew 22, 37, then ask Him to help you trust, obey, imitate, and acknowledge Him, especially when it's difficult to do so. This behavior honors God and shows others how worthy He is of your devotion and praise. But, but that statement, every time you encounter a conflict, you will inevitably show what you really think of God. I, I think that that is just... Uh, uh, so uh, uh, true, so important uh, for us. If, if, I could, if I could always think of that when I'm in a conflict, I, I think it would help me to, to respond in a proper way. Whether it's uh, with uh, Claudia or uh, one of the kids or uh, somebody else, uh, salesman or what have you. Uh, if, if I could realize, if I could just stop and think that I'm, I'm, by my response, by my reaction, I'm showing what I really think of the God that I serve. Any other thoughts on that? Did you want to comment on that anymore? Well, I mean, the thought continues, and on 34 it says it's important to realize that if you do not glorify God when you are involved in a conflict, you will inevitably glorify someone or something else. By your actions, you will show either that you have a big God or that you have a big self and big problems. Wow. Yeah. That, I, uh, uh, is that on the same page? 34. Okay, 34. Well, I, I had marked also the, the bottom paragraph, glorifying God will benefit as well, especially when you are involved in a conflict Many disputes begin or grow worse because one or both sides give in to their emotions and say or do things they, they later regret. When, our when you focus on trusting, obeying, submitting, and acknowledging God, you will be less inclined to stumble in these ways. As Psalm 37, 31 says, the law of, of his God is in his heart. His feet do not slip. Yes, Joy. I just read this morning, and I thought it was it was real applicable to our lesson. It's Dennis the Menace cartoon, and there were a lot of little kids all gathered around Dennis, and he said, "We're all friends until we choose sides." And I thought that is so true. It we is. Choose sides, and then something happens to friendship sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't care how small the, the conflict might be or how big it might be. God is bigger than any conflict that we might have. And, and He's bigger than me and I, I need to, to trust in Him. You just see too many examples in the, in the Bible 
where people faced conflicts like, like Joseph or Daniel or uh, many of the Old Testament characters faced conflict with absolute trust in God and they got thrown into lion's dens and uh, furnaces of fire and God was with them through that all. That, that, was, that, that was really, that stood out of all that was said uh, in that chapter. Anybody else have thoughts? Yes. All of page 37, I highlight. <laughs> but on page 36 in the middle, probably because I I am in this stage right now where I know my children are watching me. Um, in the middle of 36, he says, Your children constantly observe how you handle conflict. If you are defensive, critical, unreasonable, and impulsive, they're likely to develop the same behavior. But if you breathe grace, your children will be encouraged to imitate you. What they learn about peacemaking from you may have a profound impact on the way they handle conflict at school, in the workplace, and in their own marriages. Well, I, now I, I, that is, that's number two for me. But, but I, I'll tell you, the way, and home, it has to be the place where, where peacemaking starts, where, where we teach peacemaking, where we live peacemaking. And our children are going to learn to respond to conflict in the way that we teach them. More is caught than taught, they say. And you can, you can talk all the time and tell them how to behave. And then, then they watch you and uh, they uh, learn to respond in a different way. That, that, is, that is excellent. Uh, and and uh, just, just for emphasis, it is just true that peacemaking has to begin in places like our home and that's where, where we live and and uh, uh, then we're on the, at the workplace and at church and and so forth yes uh middle of page 30, 30, 35 page middle, which page 35 30. um, kind of that middle paragraph talks about god will be easy to help an opponent understand his interests to find better solutions to his problems than he would have developed That really is important. If you're just thinking of yourself, uh, or the other person is just thinking of themselves, and they see you're just thinking of yourself, you're going to get further apart. That that really is important too. I, I'll tell you, this this is really a good chapter, and it it, it just had so many things like that in it. That uh, uh, yes, Mitch. Um, on 34 uh, again. Uh, third paragraph, one of the best ways to keep your focus on the Lord is to continually ask yourself these questions. How can I please and honor God in this situation? In particular, how can I bring praise to Jesus by showing that He has saved me and is changing me? Wow, that is, that is good. Yes. But you, you think about... You think about the example that uh, that you show 
others, your children, not only your children, but others see you as well. And they see us. And they see the way that we respond. Uh, That example itself either shows them God. This idea of glorifying God is really an important part of this whole thing. Uh, Because the, the way that we respond to conflict either glorifies God, makes him look uh, good or it makes him look bad. Again, the, the one that uh, Mitch mentioned at the beginning. Tony? Yeah, just under that, uh, serving others, you know, just in the religious assemblies that you're on, it's just the, the, the first one is there. Where, where are you reading? Uh, 34. 34. Uh, under, the, under the title of serving others, conflict also provides an opportunity to serve others. Now, Brent and I talked about this, I think, in the first class. Now, he doesn't discuss this particularly, but resolution of conflict, oftentimes we want to focus on the thing that we disagree about. But there are things that you can actively do that are auxiliary to that, that can help lubricate the waters of conversation, right? That we may be disagreeing about X, but you know what? While we're still dealing with that, I can mow your yard. Or go fishing. Yeah, yeah. There are things that are beyond the thing at hand that actually can help to resolve the other thing. But we might think, oh no, I have to just work on this and I have to look at this tree. But there are so many other trees that need to be cleared out to make room for this one. That is good. That really is good. Yes. Don't you think that's true about most of us? I don't know. I mean, I'm hearing comments, and it seems like maybe you've grown. That's my point, is that God gives us conflicts to help us grow. Yes. So I might be stunting my own growth because I I grow. I, I, see that that really is important because if there if there was no conflict in our life we didn't have any problems to settle we would not grow. James talks about that. Mitch, go ahead. To tie into that, on thirty six um, says God's highest purpose for you is not to make you comfortable, wealthy, or happy. If you have put your faith in Him, He has something far more wonderful in mind. He plans to conform you to the likeness of His Son. Yes, yes. Wow, if, 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 I, if we could think of things like that, wouldn't, wouldn't that change everything about the way that we respond? Yeah. Me again, and I guess that is what, on page 32, He speaks to that. Um, holding on to the promises of Jesus I don't have to be afraid or uh, have the exact answer when I have a conflict. I just have to trust God and keep my eye on Jesus. Keep my eye on God. 
Yes. Well, it takes the emphasis off of you. It, 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 uh, and that, that the, our problem is that's who we think of first. You know, somebody says something and it's uh, opposite of what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking about how, how, what, what I want. And that, that changes that whole thing. Paul? Uh, you said a little while ago that we, we thought that we all There's some people who don't. If you can't think of anyone else, you might think of a particular politician that thrives on conflict. And uh, you know, it, it takes the focus off of uh, our lives and our lacks and our shortcomings and puts them on you know, survival and fight and flight and all those kind of things. And it gets them through maybe some other trauma in their life that they just don't want to deal with because now they're so focused on the conflict. And it causes them continual but I mean, here, here's somebody that likes conflict. I don't, I don't like to be around those people. You're not going to negotiate. You're not going to mediate. You're not going to be in that middle ground with those people because they will not allow it. Yeah. It, so you can, you know, as it says in here, maybe take the godly approach and feel better about yourself. But, yeah, that's uh, no way to live life. Yeah. Yes, Mitch. Uh, oh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so continuing on with that point. Uh, Vicky. Sorry, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> um, Conflict. <laughs> at the bottom of 37, says, God uses conflict to stretch and challenge you in carefully tailored ways. This process is sometimes referred to as the ABC of spiritual growth. Adversity builds character. As you worry less about going through conflict and focus more on growing through conflict, you will enhance that process and experience the incomparable blessings of being conformed to the likeness of Christ. Yeah, I, I, that's that. Half of this book is marked in my. <laughs> but that that is so true. Uh, again, without conflict, without problems coming in our lives, we are not going to grow. And a, a James reminds us of that. Tony. Yeah, just a couple of, uh, paragraphs before that. God may also use conflict to expose sinful attitudes and habits in your life. No, no. Where are you? On thirty-seven. Oh, just two okay. paragraphs up. Okay, okay, go ahead. God may also use conflict to expose sinful attitudes and habits in your life. 
Confident is especially effective in breaking down appearances, revealing stubborn pride, a bitter and unforgiving heart, or a critical tongue. Yeah. Wow, that is. That, that this is the tool not only for me to demonstrate Christ, but also to demonstrate and witness for myself and for others where I'm not like Christ. And that there are things that I still need to resolve in myself. And that if I'm unwilling to even examine that, of how I even have responded to people or how I'm dealing with this, that, that that actually might be the greater thing that God is actually trying to prove through this. It might be a squabble over, hey, you forgot my name. But how I handle that might, reveal, might be the actual test that God is trying to put out there mm -hmm. as opposed to, well, I need to be better than yeah, yeah. I, I I'll tell you that that is that is so true. Uh, that that part of conflict, I, I you you can see that that needs to be. Uh, you, you think about all of these things and how that that affects uh, our relationships and how it how it affects uh, us even when in conflict. Anybody else? Oh, Micah. I'll give Micah a chance here. Um, toward the bottom of page 35, just the entire section on serving others um, really challenged me as to how I view conflict. But at the bottom of page 35, uh, when people lash out at you, it's sometimes sim symptomatic of other frustrations. Instead of reacting defensively, try to discern ways that you can help others deal with those problems. This does not mean you should take on their responsibilities. Rather, you should help them lift those burdens that are beyond their abilities. Such behavior brings glory to God and may soften an opponent's heart and open the way for reconciliation. That, that, that is really good because the way you respond sometimes is... is uh, is going what the way you respond is going to affect the other person. Uh, Ken Sandy uses the illustration of he and his wife. Uh, they they were in this big conflict, and uh, she's in the bathroom uh, uh, getting ready, and he's out out, and they're both thinking about how uh, what they're going to say next. And uh, he, he says he just got to thinking. What, what if I, instead of going in there and tell her what I want, why don't I go in there and tell her I am sorry for my part in this and I want to do what you want to do? Well, she was ready for him. She was about to uh, pound him. And when he said that, she just melted. And, and anyway, the conflict was not really a conflict anymore. They, they worked it out. But that, that, uh, that, that is a way that that works. Yes. Sometimes when you're when you're in the heat of the moment, if you'll just stop and think before I have to. Me, if I'm yeah. saying how I'm feeling at that time, it's not gonna be nice. It's gonna come out totally wrong and you're gonna offend somebody. So just take a moment, take a breather, revisit that situation maybe later when you're calmer. Yeah. Helps so much. Yeah, that is that is so true. That is so true. Okay. Okay. That's that's probably enough. 
but okay, miss. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a, um, We're going to take your book away from you. <laughs> so, uh, in 38, and for uh, Tony, steward of conflict, uh, seeing conflict as an opportunity leads us to an amazing, effective approach to managing conflict, which I refer to as stewarding. This approach gives the phrase conflict management a unique emphasis. And then down below that he says, the steward is not supposed to manage things for his own pleasure, convenience, yeah. or benefit. Instead, he is to he is expected to follow his master's instructions and look out for his master's interests, even if they conflict with his own personal desires and conveniences. I, I tell you that that really is. Do you want to comment more on that? Well, I mean, we. I think it's easy for us to think of stewardship with um, money. money, time. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder for me to think of stewardship in conflict. Okay, that is so. Yeah, you need to have conflict. Yeah, if I'm waiting for you to get through, so I I can tell you, then I'm I am not I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to what you have to say, and uh, uh, that. That, what, what you're saying, what he's saying here takes the emphasis off of you and it, it puts it on what the other person needs. There's not an area of our life that isn't supposed to be touched that, that's by right. Jesus. As, as steward, and, and we show how good a steward we are, what Jesus has, has put on us. Tony? Okay. I'm surprised. Okay. Okay, that, that is, I, I think that really is helpful to go through the, the book and just discuss things like that uh, because uh, uh, all of those things I, I think are just really important to us. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, I, I, I just wanted, uh, I wanted to do just some review of the, the whole chapter, but uh, uh, and and this, this will emphasize some of the same things, but our goal is to meet, and this is a quote in the book, to meet every conflict head on and as nothing less than an opportunity to glorify God, to serve others, and to be like Jesus. Now this idea of bringing glory to God, it, I, I think is a big thing. I mean, how do we do that? I, I think just some of the things that we've already said, we've already talked about, would, would emphasize how we glorify God. And uh, it, it's taking the emphasis or the glory off of ourselves. We're, we're thinking about the other person and, and not just ourselves. And we're thinking about how, how does God want me to respond in, in, this, uh, in this area. Uh, now, uh, another thing about that statement is... is that if we if we handle conflict that way, conflict is not going to scare us to death, because we're we're not in for a victory. We're we're not in it to win a battle. We we are in this to try to work this out in God's way, in a way that will bring honor and glory to Him. 
uh, there, there's such an emphasis in this chapter on people seeing God in our lives or the gospel being demonstrated by the way I live and the, the, uh, the way that I talk and the, the way that I face conflict. But it's this idea, again, not being afraid of conflict, but to, to, to meet every conflict head on and as nothing less than an opportunity to glorify God, uh, to show the gospel in my life, to show God in my life, to show Jesus in my life, to serve others and to be like Jesus. Any, any uh, thoughts about that? Now, yes. Did not run from conflict, and he he came to love everyone, and that means sometimes even facing it and saying hard things. Yes. Um, so it's we're not going to have an easy life <laughs> if we want to follow Jesus. We're we're going to experience conflict and need to deal with it. See, I think that that is that is really important because uh, uh, dealing with conflict. This, this idea of peacemaking is, is not this idea of avoiding conflict or just giving in. It, it's this idea of seeking truth. And what, what we want is what, is what is right and what is true. And sometimes there are things that Jesus had to say to people that were, were hard and they look like it's really being harsh. But you, you know all the time, Jesus is, loves these people, wants to see them. Even the scribes and Pharisees uh, that we learn to almost despise, Jesus loved them and wanted them to turn their lives around. Now, uh, that, that's the way Jesus is, but uh, that, that, is, that is good. We want to, again, glorify God, serve others, and be like Jesus. Okay, uh, uh, again, our, our standard is God's Word. Totally reliable, amazingly practical, absolute truth. And, and so, we, uh, again, here's, here's what we need to keep going back to. What does God say? What does God want us to do? How does He want me to behave? How does He want me to, to, to react? Now, I know that these, this is just sort of reviews, but uh, uh, conflict uh, is a different is he defines it as a difference of in opinion or purpose that frustrates someone's goals or desires and the young peacemaker defined it as a fight between people who think or act differently and uh, so I mean that 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 just simplifies this whole thing what what a conflict is it is in my life if it's something that I don't that you're doing that I don't like or something I'm seeing that I don't uh, I, I would not do or I think is wrong or what what have you there there's a conflict there it's a difference of opinion or purpose that frustrates someone's goals or desires so uh, uh, that again that now we we uh, we we just in our, our discussion I think we have been emphasizing these these basic principles in resolving uh, conflict and each, each one of these each one of these is a, a part of the whole uh, the whole picture, and and again the very first one is to glorify God, and and so here's here's this conflict here's this thing that comes up, uh, how can I please and honor God in this conflict? If I'm thinking like that, uh, that's that that's going to help me 
to deal with maybe the harshest uh, person that uh, I, I would have to deal with. Uh, how can I please and honor God uh, in, this, in this situation? And, and the, again, these are the questions we ask ourselves when, when we find ourselves in conflict. Uh, the, the, the first point, again, is I want to glorify God in this. If I'm thinking that, I'm going to be wondering how I can respond to this in a way that Jesus would. How, how that I can respond to this in a way that will please God. You're, you're not going to make any comments. But now, the, the, second, the second is to get the log out of your own eye. Now, this may be one of the hardest things that we have to do, but in Matthew 7, uh, Jesus said, you hypocrite, uh, you're trying to get the uh, speck out of your brother's eye. And he says, you hypocrite, first get the log out of your own eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly to get the speck out of your brother's eye. But uh, uh, the question is, how can I show the gospel's power in my life? How can I show... Uh, Jesus in my life by admitting my part in the conflict. I mean, if I see that, if I can, if I can realize what my part is and admit that, that that's uh, probably that's half the battle. So uh, that's uh, that is a, a part of the whole thing. But then gently restore. The other person also has a part in this conflict. Now. I've got, to, I've got to try to think about how I can handle this, how I can show that person's, uh, uh, show Christ's love in helping another to accept his part in this conflict. And uh, uh, so uh, uh, glorify God, get the log out of my own eye, gently restore, Galatians 6.1, how can I show Jesus' love for this person? How can I, I, I show the gospel working in my life in helping another to accept his part in this conflict? And then uh, the, the fourth is to go and be reconciled. And the question is, how can I demonstrate God's forgiveness and encourage a reasonable solution to this conflict? And in Matthew 5, 23 and 24, uh, Jesus pictures us taking our offering. We're, we're headed... Uh, to, uh, uh, I say, we're headed to worship. And there I remember that uh, uh, my brother has, I, I, I've done something that uh, has hurt an, uh, someone else. My brother has ought against me. And uh, uh, he says, uh, if, if, that, if, you, if you do that, put your gift down. You go first and be reconciled to your brother and then come. And, and give your offering. And I, I just see that as a picture of, of before I can tr uh, truly worship God acceptably, I, I, I've, I've got to uh, make sure that I've not been offensive or done something offensive to uh, another person. I, I've, I've got to make that right. Uh, Bob. Something I see in the four G's here, if you just kind of notice Speak uh, up. If something I see here in the four G's is notice how, how they're written and this kind of it, uh, it came to me that this is not first I'm gonna glorify God, then I'm gonna go get the log out of my eye, then I'm gonna Yeah, this no. Is, <laughs> this is a plane. Okay. This, this is a very uh, uh, pointed 
meditation on the house where we have yeah. a problem with someone uh, or someone has a problem with you, uh, would be to sit down and, and meditate on these things and, and try to come up with a plan that is going to do all of these things. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is not something you wait into yeah. quickly and then go back yeah. and, and try to make corrections. It says at the end, go and be reconciled. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we have to have on our minds a very meditative state about God and His Word and His will for us and our own weaknesses mm -hmm. and our, our need and desire to re be restored to our brother so that we can be yeah. glorifying God, glorifying God or not. We know that's that doesn't ever take place. Right. So uh, I just, just kind of see that plan. And it's, it's something I'll, I'll tell you purposeful. that. I'm glad you said that. That I think that is really so important. This this is not some list that we follow down and, and say, well, I've done this and I've done this. Uh, this this is a this is a total picture actually of the way that that we are to be. Uh, and uh, uh, it's uh, uh, th th again this this is not uh, sort of a checklist that you you go through. Uh, but uh, and I, I'm I'm glad that you pointed that out. That that's really important. Okay. Now, I uh, I wanted I wanted to look, did you did you get did you get the assignment? Did you were you able to read the uh, story about the George Crawford family? Uh, let's see. Uh, let, let me just see if I can just briefly tell the story, and maybe some of you haven't read it, but uh, George Crawford is the father in this story, and he's an ex-military man. Uh, he's just, uh, he's got his thumb down, and uh, he's, he's the boss in his family, and he wants everybody to do what he wants them to do, when he wants them to do it, and so forth. He loves his wife. His wife's sick. Uh, Netta, uh, his devoted wife. I mean, she is. She has done everything that he's wanted her to do. Uh, she is now quite ill. Now, while the kids were growing up, uh, Dad was out of the home a lot of the time. She was the one who uh, did the discipline and so forth. So she had to carry out his his desires and all of that. And uh, now Matt is the son who wants to be his his own boss. And uh, he, he grew up just doing, uh, listening to, uh, well, he, he was kind of rebellious uh, in growing up. He didn't like to be told what to do and so forth. And his mother called him pig-headed, I think. And, uh, uh, but uh, he, he, he's, he's now married to Carla, and uh, he still wants to be on his own. And now... His, his dad is still trying to control him and uh, his, his family. Uh, uh, Matt and Carla, uh, Carla, his wife, doesn't like her in-laws at all. Uh, when, when they got married, they got married before uh, George and Netta thought they should get married and they, they, they didn't listen to them at all. And so now Carla, that's that's recorded in her brain and she doesn't want anything to do with Matt's parents now 
they have two children, uh, I think uh, Timmy and Tommy. And uh, then there's Pammy, is the loyal daughter to George and Netta. And uh, she is, uh, she tries to straighten Matt out whenever he's doing that. Well, the, the scenario is Matt and Carla are getting ready to head to Colorado. They live in Indianapolis, headed to Colorado. Now, uh, uh, George and Netta live in St. Louis. Well, uh, uh, Matt and Carla are, are planning to go around. They're, going, they're heading north. They're, they're not going through St. Louis. And so, I, I mean, his dad has a fit over that. Uh, he says, it, look, it's a straight shot from Indianapolis to the uh, Colorado Mountains. And you can come right through St. Louis and you can stop and you can, you can uh, let your sick, ailing mother see you for a while and uh, let uh, uh, Timmy and Tommy, uh, the grandchildren, to be with uh, her. She just delights in their presence. Uh, and uh, Matt, is, the, the phone conversation is pretty terse because uh, 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 Matt is telling his dad, we're going up north. And his dad's saying, are, are, you, are you just putting us off? And uh, uh, you can see dad getting, George getting uh, ang more and more angry. Uh, and Matt just holding his ground saying, dad, this is what we want to do. Finally, his dad hangs up and uh, Matt is, is sort of exhilarated about that because he stood up to his dad, but he's concerned about his mother at the same time. Well, now, again, Carla, Matt's wife, again, she just, she, she would, it pleased her well if she never saw her in-laws again. And she knows that there are going to be times when she's going to have to do that. Pammy, the daughter, uh, she gets into the mix because she calls uh, Matt and chews him out for uh, telling the parents that they're not going to be visiting and so forth. And so this time, Matt hangs up, and uh, so that's that is that is that is the scenario. Now, if if you were to to, to look at the four G's and uh, think about these characters, these George, Netta, Matt, Carla, Pammy, these these are Christian. They are they're described as this is a Christian family, and this is all going on. Now, if, if, if just one of them decided, did, did, you, did you choose one that you wanted to be? I'm Carla. Go, uh, go ahead and tell me what you do. Yes, who, who did you want to be? Carla. Carla, okay, okay. As Carla, I would need to glorify God. I need to bring honor to Him. I need to stop making impulsive, self-centered, selfish, immature decisions that don't help Matt or his family's relationship. I need to think of the parents, my, my in-laws, their needs and wishes. And I need to think of the children because they need a relationship with their grandparents. Yeah. I need to think of Max <clears throat> needing to grow up, basically, and reconcile with his parents. First uh, Corinthians 10.31, whatsoever you do, you all the glory of God. I need to get the log out of my eye. I need to uh, love because God is love. As Carla, the wife, the mother, the daughter-in-law, and the sister-in-law, there's four relationships there. 
I will admit that I'm self-centered, I'm immature, and I do relate to this woman. <laughs> Although I did have a wonderful relationship with my in-laws. Uh, I'm impulsive. I want to apologize. I want to make changes. I want to be more thoughtful of others. I will encourage my husband to consider his parents' needs of his. Okay. And their feelings, especially since his mom could be close to the end of her life. And to not hold resentment towards the sister, but to reach out to her in love and not be jealous of her. I need to gently restore her. And then I need to go on and be reconciled because God does want us to be merciful and loving. Okay, that's good. Now, I'll tell you, most of the time in conflicts, like, like family conflicts, it all it takes is one person to get that started. And somebody like Tammy, if, if, if I see that change in Tammy and I'm, I'm mad, uh, if, if I see that change in, in Tammy, uh, that that's gonna that's gonna make me stop and think about the way that I'm I'm acting, and uh, uh, I, I, I I'm not sure that George is going to be helped in any of this, but uh, I think even that even her uh, changing and showing love to the family uh, is is going to make a, a difference. That's 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 good, Mitch. First bell. First bell. Yeah. We'll, uh, I'm, I'm, we'll just keep talking until the bell rings. For all of these, I noticed um, there seems to be assumptions about motivation behind the other and accusation. Yes. That almost every comeback was, a, was an accusation. Well, you were doing this, you think this. And if, if you could seek to understand and ask questions, any of these, if they seek to understand the other person, that's going to open the door for better communication to reconcile. Okay. Every single one of these may be leaving out meta or just thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the emphasis needs to be taken off of self. Again, any one of these who decided that they were going to turn, they, that they wanted to change, and they they wanted to see the family get together, could trusting in Jesus, following His example, and being what He wants them to be, could turn that around. Uh, now I'll tell you, you you see families like this, and uh, uh, in Christian homes, and uh, uh, yes, joy. Well, I couldn't pick one character because I had feelings like every one of them. So you could be Netta and be sick. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, um, as far as glorifying God, we would have to have a family meeting where each person could explain his or her feelings and why. And then you do That's have to good. look to each individual has to look to him or herself to say, okay, where, where am I coming in on this? You know, get the log out of my eye. Now, all of this is ideal situation, actually. But to see what my, if my ex expectations are reasonable. And then, um, individually, we have to talk to each person 
and ask their forgiveness and that they would pray, ask them to pray for me and I would pray for them and for the reconciliation just let people know that I have forgiven you and I will continue to pray for you okay that's good now you take just Pammy if she says it to herself I, I am going to change and gets, gets the family together and she says look this has gone on long enough and that that would get something started and that and and you you sort of go uh, through this uh, process you're, you're going to be uh, like what you, in, in a, you're going to act in a way that God wants you to act you're going to glorify him and you're going to be thinking uh, I, I, I my part in this has been obvious to me now and uh, how can I help others see theirs and and uh, then uh, uh, just just try to work this out but uh, again if any one of them were to, to make up their minds to do that uh, that that could just completely turn that whole picture around but that that's that's a pretty real picture of, uh, of what can happen in a family yes you know that we had a similar conflict it was paul's mom not his dad that really was unhappy with me and um I, you know i had a disagreement with her but one thing that we needed to do was spend time with her and make sure that okay. we were being considerate of her okay. We didn't do everything okay. that she that, That's good. Because if, if you're uh, just like uh, that Carla, she doesn't want association. That's the second bell. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, uh, Brad's going to be back on. And let, let's see, Bob, you teaching? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, chapter two is Wednesday. It's the screen through it. Wow. Thank you.